Hello, I'm Sam Lichtenstein, Stratfor Director of Global Security Analysts at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Sign up for the free Worldview newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. Welcome to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, powered by Stratfor. I'm Emily Donahue. On August 14th, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake hit Haiti's southwestern peninsula, where roughly 16% of its population lives. The very next day, Tropical Storm Grace passed over the peninsula, dropping 10 to 15 inches of rain. Joining me to discuss what dual disasters mean for Haiti's future is Carmen Colosi, Stratfor Latin America analyst at Rain. Hey, Carmen, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about Haiti. What are the immediate impacts of these combined natural disasters? So what's happened in Haiti can only be classified as a humanitarian disaster. In the aftermath of the earthquake, Haiti has seen over 2,000 deaths, over 10,000 people injured, and unfortunately, over 30,000 families left homeless. That means that they're sleeping outside or in tents. As you noted, the very next day, we saw Tropical Storm Grace pass over the region, and we've seen reports of at least 150 mudslides and rockslides, which has significantly complicated the search and rescue efforts for those trapped under rubble. But it also complicates the living situation for those left homeless by the earthquake. That means that many are sleeping outside in the rain. Now, the government is waiting on an influx of aid from foreign governments and NGOs, but unfortunately, immediate relief efforts have been slow and locally driven. Carmen, I mean, the devastation is just tragic. Can we talk about some of the longer-term impacts from these disasters? Sure. So, similar to the earthquake that we saw in 2010, This most recent earthquake will likely be a decades-long process of rebuilding on the peninsula. And that could mean several things. The first is that there could be a significant migration of people living on the peninsula that move to the capital of Port-au-Prince. And it could also potentially reach other large cities such as Cap-Haitian. And broadening it out from Haiti itself, we're seeing that migration is not just internal we are likely to see a significant amount of Haitian immigration. And this is really through one form. We're seeing a significant amount of Haitian migrants go on boats to nearby Colombia, move through Central America on their way to the U.S. southern border. Now, in 2021, we've already seen record levels of migration through this channel. And that is likely to rise even further in the aftermath of this earthquake. We are also likely to see the United States send some form of official aid to Haiti, and we may see a return of the UN peacekeeping missions in a substantial way, in in the same way that we saw in the aftermath of the 2010 earthquake. Why would Haitian migrants not head straight to the Dominican Republic? Well, the Dominican Republic has a very strict policy of not allowing Haitians in. We've seen time and time again when Haiti has these extreme weather events 
or a political crisis that the Dominican Republic will immediately close the border. In many senses, the Dominican Republic has a um, no-tolerance policy for Haitian migration. And the Haitians that are able to migrate to the Dominican Republic are very much discriminated against. So for many Haitians, they are much more likely to go to the United States, where they are offered temporary protected status, than to the Dominican Republic, where they are likely to be discriminated against. Carmen, it was just over a month ago that um, Haitian President Jovenel Moise was assassinated. Could the situation compound the country's political insecurity? Yes. To give some background, former Prime Minister Claude Joseph claimed power following Moise's assassination. And that power was claimed until July 19th, when the United States and France pressured him to step down in favor of the current interim president, Ariel Henry. Now, Henry has already postponed the presidential and legislative elections several times. And in the aftermath of the earthquake, he's indicating that he's inclined to continue postponing them until relief efforts have been um, fully implemented. Like I mentioned earlier, relief efforts are likely to be a decades-long process. So it is really unknown when Haiti will be able to officially carry out this vote. And this offers Henry the opportunity to consolidate power by politicizing international aid efforts and continuing to push back elections. It's yet to be seen whether or not he will do this, but the earthquake certainly offers him the opportunity to consolidate power in a way that we have already seen he is likely to do. Carmen Colosi is Stratfor Latin America analyst at Rain. Carmen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You can stay abreast of this topic and many more. Sign up for the free Worldview newsletter from Rain. We'll send you regular updates on Haiti and Latin America geopolitics. Find out more at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. <laughs>